going on, people? This is live after hours in the man cave with your host Terry Wiggs. There you go, host Mark Kane. Go, host Mark Kane. Go. First and foremost, the game twos are wrapped up in the books. Golden State Warriors and the Portland Trailblazers. Going to this game, this is a must-win game two for the Portland Trailblazers to go back home, at least tie the series up. They're going home. They're down 0-2. They still leave a step. I thought they came up with a good plan, a good game plan for game number two. But what lost them the game was they still <laughs> Don't be a mark always saying, die by it. Die by it. It's, it's weird because you're looking at Miles uh, Leonard and Zach Collins. All these guys going to step out and shoot the three, and they wasn't falling. They had a 17-point lead going into halftime. And you at least are, we got we, we got the team we want to make. Let's go play. Let's go play inside-out basketball. They play. They was playing outside, inside first. If they didn't play inside-out, things have been started going. I thought when Damian Leader got a little injury in the second quarter, I thought I thought that was going to be a wrap. I thought they was going to pull it through and put the, and, and wrap this game up. I didn't see none of that. They stopped doing what they was doing early. Playing, they would stop attacking the rim like they did in the first half. They just fell in love with the three-pointer. You're not, you're not going to beat the Golden State Warriors at this team. Like you said before, Mark, on the other pod, this Golden State Warriors team has something to prove because there's no KD. They can win the championship without Right. And, you know, like they said, they made the adjustments. You know, they, they start uh, contesting on them uh, screens around the arc, not letting them just wide get wide open threes. Dang and CJ, you know, they, they were uh, – they played better than what they did game one. You know, and they had, they had a commanding lead in that first half. But then, like you said, in the second half, I don't know what happened to them. So – when you look at the game plan, who do you blame this loss on? Is it more on, on the Portland, the players, or the coaching staff with this one? I think this one is is a uh, the the coaching staff. I can't I can't really blame. Uh, I mean, of course, players get some of the blame because they out there actually playing. But in the second half, when things started to break down, that's when it's up to the coach to you know. Switch things up, get some subs in, some players, you know, who's going to give a little bit more effort. And then, you know, but then on the other side, the players also, they've been playing, you know, forever. They put pressure on them now. They didn't, like, they know it's not working or they know they ain't giving as much effort and they control that. So they can, they could have changed that, especially when it got, you know, it got tight. Like, you know, the last two minutes, they said we could have won the game, even though they had blew the lead by that time. They still had an opportunity to win, but they still fell through. I mean, like, even guys like Seth Curry, baby Steph, he came through. He was hitting big three after big three, and they're like, all oh, went to waste. Right, because he had 16 points with four steals. That was good come off the bench. You know, he was – at first I thought he was going to have a duel for a second the way he was going match for natural points with his brother. Right. But I, I, I agree with you. I get this loss to the coaching staff because the coaching staff should have made some adjustments. Okay, guys, enough with them threes. You guys are killing us. They did. They killed them on themselves. Don't look at it. Yes, the coaches killed them, but them players played too. But this morning, the coaching staff like, hey, call the timeout. Terry Sasha, the call the timeout. Hey, the first, the first, I think the first, what, six shots that they took was all three points. 
and some of them was wide open, some of them was contested. I just feel like this one goes from the coaching staff with this one, and by Damian being the, the, the captain of the team, him and CJ should run the guys. Hey, look, let's simmer down on some of these threes, and let's focus on attacking some of this rim. And, uh, and the way that Golden State won this game, you see how small they was playing? They played literally small. I mean, they was getting killed out there. Jordan Bell. Right. And I always tell people this. You know, you go to the park, everybody do not let him score. They was getting killed by guys that who had no business scoring. Period. No right. Self check guys. No, no Jordan Bell. These guys was having their way out there. Alfonso McKinney. You, these are guys that had no business scoring. On the Portland Trail Blazers, certain guys with that team was not scoring like they, how they were scoring for this team. This shouldn't, that shouldn't have got out of hand like that. You're looking at where, and, you know, the guy I keep saying that we need to play big for the, for the Portland Trailblazers is Afro Camino, the, the chief. He's playing terrible in, in, this, in this round again. So the first round he played wow. terrible. Second round he played terrible. Now he's he in the Western Conference Finals. He's also playing terrible. He's talking about nine points and six rebounds. That's not enough to get you a win. Not at all. Mo Harkin, like I said, Mo Harkin's going to give you 12 points. He gave you 12, 12 the other night. But the other disappointment was Enos Kettner. Four points and five rebounds in 19 minutes. What can, what can you do with that? So with the small basketball and the Golden State Warriors, you see how small they went in that third quarter? I mean, you're not going to beat no team like that, man. Steph Curry, Clay, Draymond, Jordan Bell. And that's a, that's a straight offensive running team. And, and, and you know what? Steve Kerr believed in those guys on the bench. That's, like I, I keep saying about the NBA playoffs, play other guys some minutes where you're, where you're starting to get some rest, but when the, when the guys off the Golden State Warriors bench is doing the same thing the starters are doing, that's a win-win situation for the Golden State Warriors, but for the Portland Trooper, that's a win-lose situation because you've got guys come off the bench with the same intensity as the starting unit. It's, you know what I'm saying? you always got to have you a nice B squad. The Warriors got a nice little beat squad going over there. They might not get a lot of production point-wise, but on the defensive end, all they need to key stops and feed and stuff and play the ball. And you're not going to beat the Warriors like that. Right. Because, you know, Jordan Bell was um, – those are the type of minutes Portland can't afford. Uh, he, he was getting getting buckets. Like like you said, he the type of guy, like, when you go out on the playground, like, yeah, he – if we, we do good, if he don't score, like he can score a bucket, and he had plenty, he had two or three just heartbreaking buckets, and that just deflated the word, the, uh, the Trailblazers. Right. I'm looking at this. People was like, how do Trailblazers lose? First and foremost, they're not off, they're not defensive rebound, and they got beat on the glass. Go to say words is the plus 11, 38 to 27 on the glass. First and foremost. The, the, the Golden State Warriors had nine blocks, nine markers, nine blocks. Blazers had one. That means Portland is taking point, points off the board and keeping points off the board the other way on the defensive rebounds from the Portland Trail Blazers. And they, what they're saying, the Portland got to calm down these turnovers, man. Yeah, they, they had 13 turnovers. The Warriors had 16. But, you know, like we always say, you know, seven points. Seven, being down by 17 points. But the Golden State Warriors being down like seven. Man, all they got to do is hit three threes, they back into the game. 
Right. And they're so efficient, like, no no lead is safe with them. Because they run, like, you think you've got the, uh, the three defended, they just go back door. Or they do some action uh, off the ball, and now it's a man wide open. And they get two or three quick, quick buckets like that, a 10-point lead is down to four. Like, for instance, Draymond Green was 16 points, 10 rebounds, and 7 assists. Well, 5 blocks, dude. Like, Draymond Green is defending his ass off. I'm talking about he's defending his ass off. Nobody, like, a lot of people don't like him because, you know, probably talk like I got a big mouth. But at the end of the day, when he talks, he back all of his action up. He's going to let you know. He's going to bark at you. And he's going to talk you out your game. Right. And people fall for it. They fall victim for it. That's what he's going to do. Like Andrew Bogut, we got one. We got one, Marcus. We, we got a, you know, I got a donut guy. He only played three minutes and 36 seconds. But he had one, one point where we thought he's no use out there because the way how Portland is playing. But Jonas DeBreco is the true donut guy. <laughs> Zero points. Seven rebounds. And, you know, speaking of this donut stuff, watching TV, we watching the game last night, Milwaukee Bucks, George Hill said, man, we both can have donuts. Right. I said, uh-oh, can me and Can we get the credit for that, right? Right. Then you got Chris Webber. You got Chris Webber and, uh, Reggie Miller said, we got some donut guys. I mean, first and foremost, I've been talking about the donut guys forever. They always say, can't come out here with zero points. That's how you say it, zero. They ain't got no name for it. So I, we started the donut guy stuff, first and foremost. I'm about to pack. On the man cave. After on the man cave. But back, but back to the Golden State Warriors. But hey, Thompson with 24 big ones. Steph with 37, 8, and 8, and 8. Man, you think you're doing a bunch of angels with 9 for 15 from the three-point line? You're not beating the Warriors like that. Kevon Looney with 14.7 rebounds. This is the second series in a row. He's out here playing people bigs. He's not the, he's not, he's not the most athletic, but he's just he put himself in the right situation to get right. the ball on the score. He's not the, he's not the, he's not the prettiest scorer, but... I call him broad, broad, broad shoulders, man. His shoulders are so wide. You take him all in his face. He's an awkward, awkward dude running down the court, but he's going to get you a bucket. But so far, he's been the unsung hero to the Golden State Warriors at this point. Because you take his 14 points away, you're talking about Portland winning this game easily by eight points. Easily. But they got it. Right. Jordan Bell had no business scoring 11 points. Give you two steals in the block and three rebounds. Not going to be like that. Right. They can walk away with the game if they stop guys like that. So, and, right. So, for game three, I mean, like I said on, uh, last time, if they lost this game yesterday, it was going to be a wrap. But since KD ain't going to play no more, they still, they still got – it's still hope for them. They, you know, at home, hopefully they can write the shit. Right. Exactly. Because now, Ronnie Hood gave you 12 points, and that's what he's going to do. 
Miles Leonard with 7.6 rebounds. But Damian Miller and CJ McCollum, man, when I'm in, it's kind of weird to say this. Both of them, them guys have scored 30 apiece. But they got these score 64 points on their teams, 100-some points. They got to come with it. They got to score 30-plus to beat these guys. Because their backcourt is so lethal, This, they have to go off. And, you, and, you, and they haven't. They haven't, they haven't had that moment. Of, they haven't had that quarter together since round one that they really put it on you. We haven't seen that Damian Lillard and C.J. McCullough. We haven't seen that backcourt tandem to pull that scoring display that I'm used to seeing. But but tonight, this is a this is definitely a must-win situation for the Portland Trailblazers. They at home, like I tell everybody, they at home. The bed, you know your bed. The food tastes better. You know where you're going. I'm going to go on the limb. I'm going to go with Portland on this one to at least win this game by five points. If they don't win this one, this game is over. Benito. Yeah. You know the odds when it's 3 0. And so this is a, I say game two, the must win. This is a must, must win. Right. They blew so, twice. They can't afford to have any halves like they did. Uh, in game two, where they had a, a big lead and then, you know, blew it, just not executing on defense. So, hopefully the home crowd get them pumped up and they, they can go out and get a win. Right. Like I always say, role players play good at home. They are they are the, they really the fans' favorites, so they got to come with it. So, game, the, the other game, too, we wanna, I'm going to talk about, Marcus, so the Milwaukee Bucks and the Toronto Raptors. So like I was saying, we get a heavy dosage of playoff Kyle Lowry. I'm listening, folks. I know I'm piggybacking on this. This is not good Kyle Lowry. This is bad Kyle Lowry. I mean, <laughs> go out there on the court. before He had a, he had a tremendous game one. Then he, it's like a drug addict. He relapsed. <laughs> <laughs> he turned he back relapsed. to himself. <laughs> yeah, he, he relapsed. I'm looking like, okay, you did what you had to do to win the game. I mean, trying to win the game. And it's weird because when, you, when Kyle Lowry scored 30 points in the playoff game, you, we thought that was going to lead up to a win. And he, and he he relapsed big time, 15 points. So in the first, game one, he scored 30. So he scored half that. So we got 15 points, four rebounds, right? Right. The shooting woes continue, Marcus. Four for 13, 30%. He shot an awful, abysmal two for nine for three point nine. I always say with Kyle Lowry, he don't need a three ball because he's he's a he's a thick guy, wide body. Go to the hole, create some fouls, put the front court in, in some foul trouble. You, we don't see no Raptors players attacking the rim. Except for Kawhi Leonard. That's a problem because they don't have another a real true scorer. Danny Green, been streaky. Danny Green, and from semi-series, in this series, he's averaging 5.3 points per game. You cannot win a game when a guy is only averaging 5 points. I thought Marcus Gasol, like I said, we keep calling him the tank. Armor, some of that armor paint is coming off. When are we going to see these Toronto Raptors take over? Yeah, they got past. They got past Pelicans. They got past Philadelphia. That team didn't really have no real, true, really, true 
playoff experience set for Jimmy Butler and J.J. Reddick. Everybody else, first or second year, sniffing the playoffs. And this, they put that team together on the fly. They almost did it, but it wasn't good enough. Kawhi Leonard been there. He he played in championship. He won a Finals MVP. He know what it takes to get over at home. But for this, this is same. Like you said, this is same. This is same Toronto Raptors team. This is added a person who has more playoff experience. With it, which is Kawhi Leonard. But like I said, Kyle Lowry, man, he shoot them threes, man. It's, he scares me. Like, what are you doing? And I. <laughs> and Spicy P, besides Siakam, I'm looking like. Man, a big tell off. A big a guy that's normally in the playoffs averaging almost no more than about twenty one points per game. Eight points. Danny Green give you eight. Norman Powell, I thought Norman Powell had a good a, a good game off the bench, fourteen points, but it wasn't enough. This how they then they get they getting smoked in quarters. They giving up thirty they gave up thirty five points in the in the first quarter, thirty one in the third, and thirty in the fourth. And and and, 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 and sad thing, even though they outscored them, even though Toronto outscored the Milwaukee Bucks in the third quarter, thirty nine thirty one, it's so rare. You say, okay, they outscored them. Toronto never had the lead. They never had the biggest lead. Milwaukee had was twenty eight points. The longest run was a sixteen zero run by the Milwaukee Bucks. But telling people about this. This Milwaukee Bucks team has a plethora of guys who has played deep in the playoffs, especially like the George Shields. You know, this, this is Giannis Antetokounmpo first time going this deep in his playoffs. The knock on him was, can he get him out the first round? Look where he had now, Eastern Conference Finals. He is two games away to take a Milwaukee back to the NBA Finals since 1972-73 season. And back at that time, that dynamic duo was Oscar Robson, a.k.a. the Big O. And and Kareem Hadoujabar, aka the real Luau Sense or his guy Hook. He had the, uh, he took the team. They won. That was the last time they won the championship. Right, oh, that's man. when they played the Mecca. <laughs> Not New York Mecca, the arena, the Mecca. And they had Earl of Pearl, didn't they? I, did they have Earl? I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say either Earl of Pearl Monroe or Sidney Moncrief. But it's one of them guys. I think it was just Oscar Robinson. I think it was Earl of Pearl Monroe, if I'm not mistaken. No, nah, I think I think it was Oscar uh, Kareem. Kareem and the Big O. They got it done, and that's what Giannis trying to do now. Mm-hmm. Him and Chris Middleton is like Kareem. Uh, yeah, he's like Oscar. Hey, hey, he's doing best in taking us. Hey, Toronto Raptors by. Let me tell you, this is what I said this morning. Toronto Raptors by play this game three that's coming up tomorrow with the Avengers. Because my daughter right now, seven years old, Marcus. She just what she told me, Daddy. I'm determined to ride this bike with no training wheels. I don't want no training wheels on my birthday by my time I turn eight. I said, well, you got to August. She said, but I want to learn before I go to grandma, grandma and granddad's house for the summer. I said, okay. So I go to work. Ariane outside with Peyton. Peyton rides her bike with no training wheels. See, just yesterday, we was on training wheels. Less than 24 hours. She's outside riding a bike with no training wheels. She said, Dad, I told you I was going to do it. And that's crazy. This is a seven-year-old is determined to be great at what she do. 
And she went out there less than 24 hours and rode a bike without training wheels. Can these Portland Trailblazers, can these Toronto Raptors win a game within less than 24 hours? If a seven-year-old kid is determined to be great, this team, this Toronto Raptors, got to come out and get a game because right now it's not looking good. They're not determined. They playing sluggish. Kawhi Leonard's out of, Kawhi Leonard, to me, I'm sorry to say it, he is gassed. He's tired. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this guy, they can allow him to do everything. Like, he doing everything. Giannis is getting, like, a bunch of help. Man, hold on. Giannis, hold on. Not only is he getting a bunch of help, Marcus, Giannis is actually sitting half a third and some of fourth quarters. He's almost getting a, a, a quarter's worth of rest. Why? They That bench yesterday scored 54 points. That is huge. 54 points coming from the bench. Are you looking at you getting 17 for Ilya Sova, 13 for George Hill, 14 for Malcolm Brogdon. Even Sterling Brown got into the mix. Then we made so bad, you let my boy DJ Wilson get a point. So you're looking at all these guys that get help, man. When that bench is rolling, that is very, very, that's very hard to beat. Like I said, them guys always play good at home. Yannis Anakubo had 30 points, 17 rebounds, and 5 assists. 10 for 20 from the field. Made 50% of the shots. He, he don't have to shoot threes. He don't have to shoot threes. Right. He might take two like, out. Hmm? Go ahead, go ahead. I'm going to say no. Yannis, he don't have to take the threes, but when he do take one, people like, oh, but he take his when the team is already getting blown out. He's just throwing a little sugar, on, a little icing on the cake for y'all. I'll just show you, hey, I can't shoot the three. Y'all want me to. Right. His level of dominance, I don't think it's been seen since, like, Shaq. Like, mm-hmm. how he dominates the game. Sometimes, like you said, without shooting that many jump shots. Right. And it's great to the hole, though. Like, it's so crazy because people are like, yo, we, I always say, though, the 15-foot is the lost art of the game. But what most coaches tell you, that jumper ain't working. But dodge to that basket and get that layup. And this is like the old-fashioned three-point play. And that's what you keep giving people, that old-fashioned three-point play. Then you got Nikolai Ameritovich, 15 points. When them dudes out there raining threes in the, in, the, uh, in the fourth quarter, this just blew the back door open, man. It's over. This series is a wrap. Finito. Zilch. This, this is over. Maybe Toronto get a win there for or always just going to be the gentleman sweep. All right, I said... I'll take the Bucks in five. But you can can offer them unless if Toronto ain't gonna give a, a better effort. Like at least Boston try one game, you know, the crowd to paint. You know, they got the dub. Uh but Toronto is like they just throwing in the towel. You know, Kyle Lowry came out like gangbusters that first game. The second game, him and the baby uh the baby dinosaurs is is still in effect. Right. Still in the fact. But, like I said, the person, uh, th- I didn't know out of this whole Raptors series, the person I thought was going to go into this game would be the X factor for them. It's not even the X factor. You don't need to show up. I thought it was going to be Serge Ibaka come off the bench. Serge Ibaka, 8 points, 10 rebounds, and he didn't play in 24 minutes. I'm looking for Serge Ibaka not to shoot threes. I don't need him to shoot threes. I hate when I see most of the bigs. That is not, when the three-point is not working for you, you still relying to shoot the ball. We don't need that. 
I need Serge Ibaka playing how he was playing at OKC before he started shooting threes. Dominate the paint, draw rebounds, and put back the ball. He's not doing that. He's becoming more of a jump. He's more settled to a jump shooter now. We don't need shooter. that. I don't need that. Attack him going to the hole. Show me that. Hey, man, I'm down here. Show me some authority. Y'all sound like Kubo is telling y'all what y'all going to do. They trying to stop him from getting to the hole. He find his way to the hole. Offensive rebounds, put back layups. He's doing all that. Nobody's boxing him out. Nobody's getting boxed out from Milwaukee. Aaron, Aaron Bless was getting rebounds. Urso Sylvia's getting tipped in. Brooke Lopez getting tipped in. There's nobody boxing out on the glass. And this is why they get beat on the glass. 53 rebounds for the Bucks, and the Raptors got 40. So the, the, the Milwaukee Bucks is a plus 13 in that column. Defensive rebounds, Milwaukee Bucks 42. The, the Raptors 34. 13 turnovers lose the game for you. 30 personal fouls. And they shot both teams didn't shoot that good from the three-point line. They both shot 31%. But at the end of the day, they want to win the games. They always say control the glass. And and one thing about Toronto, they've given up too many too, they've given up too many fast brace points to the Milwaukee Bucks. And that team want to get open shots. Like I said, Uliya Sarvai, I mean Soviet is getting open for threes, making you pay. Malcolm Brogdon. It's not, the, it's not, he's slow, he's slow, like, he dribbles so slow, and he's still cashing out. He dribbles slow. He's barely jumping off the ground. I told my wife, I said, look how big this dude is. He ain't even jumping off the ground. <laughs> he doesn't even jump him. He's taking like three inches off the ground. Them boys is going in straight cash, homie. That's what Randy Moss would say. Straight cash, <laughs> homie. Like I said, the, the, it, if the Raptors... And the Toronto, I mean, if the Raptors and the Portland Trailblazers want to win these game threes, they got to be like my, my daughter, seven years old, determined to ride her bike without training wheels. Right now, the Blazers and the Raptors are still on training wheels. Can they prevail themselves uh, these game threes? I think Portland will. I don't think it's hope for these baby dinosaurs. Uh, Y'all expected it was a... Uh, you know, Serge Ibaka, my has got spicy P. I'm like, he's been the, the second leading, like the second scoring option most mm-hmm. of these playoffs, most of the season. And it's like he's shelling up now. It's like Giannis then then intimidated that whole squad. The whole squad. All right. Not, not not just one or two players, like everybody. Everybody not in quite a mm-hmm. And I don't think you can win a game that way. And I don't see him winning a game that way. Right. Everybody ain't built like Kawhi. Anthony Leonard. Nobody's built like him. Yes. <laughs> Call him by his whole name. And, and looking at what they can do, they can make some adjustments. Like I said, you gotta play you gotta start going to the bench early. When Kyle Larry not hitting, Nick Nurse, sit him down. I know you're in the playoffs and they're looking like certain things I'd be hearing like, you know, if a coach don't play this certain player, his job might be on the line. When you're losing down 0-2, everybody's job's on the line. Like, you have to do something to get this team over the hump. Like I said, going back home, if Milwaukee win game three, man, we, this is going to go from LeBronto to free Greek Ronto. What, he, what, what, what they are doing, and free Mike Green Ronto. Ronto. <laughs> yeah, free Greek Ronto. What Mike Bonehoser is doing with this Milwaukee Bucks team is pretty much what he did 
with the Atlanta Hawks, but Seth, where he got guys to actually fit the mold of the basketball scheme and plan that he has. This Milwaukee Bucks team had more shooters than when he was at Atlanta. The bench is deeper. These guys understand. These guys played the NBA. Like, wait, we got what, what? Two guys that played in the NBA Finals. Was it George Hill that played in the NBA Finals? So you got Paul Gasol who's not playing, who won the NBA championship with the Lakers. You know what I'm saying? You still get some of that that final experience takes from people who has played in finals that won championships. They can tell you what it's like. And that's gravity because everybody has a story to tell. I'm, 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 I'm a, I think Toronto, I think Toronto win game three at home to set a message. And I get game three tonight to Portland. And before we cut it out of here, I just want to say this. Tyreek Hill, I mean, not Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Evans of the Indiana Pacers, been banned from the NBA, banned, for two years for drug policy. Marcus, you got any take on the guy that we used to call Baby Bron? Absolutely. I mean, I don't understand these guys. Like, you got a, a million-dollar bag, million dollar bag. You just can't let go of the, the drugs? Like, who who messes up a bag like that? Like all you gotta do is say like like kids say no to drugs. I know one bag they ain't messing up. <laughs> that ziplock because they gotta get their holla 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 holla. <laughs> right, right, right. So <laughs> man, I'm just you messed me up with that. I'm just ashamed of him. Like he need to do better. <laughs> like Stephen A. Smith was saying. Stay off the weed. Like you said, Marcus, who would mess up a bag like that? Who would fumble the bag like that? You get millions and millions of dollars. And you're gonna you're gonna throw it all the way. As my dad would say, for a dime bag. What you need a dime bag for? You don't need to smoke. Wait till you retire, then smoke it. Then smoke it. Then you already know if you already got caught once or twice already. You know if you get caught three times, they're going to get suspended for two years. You know, they should have learned that from this guy named O.J. Mayo, who been gone from Lee for like three years now. Who supposed to come back? Right. He's supposed to come back last year. The league said no. Why <laughs> raise money back? You know they're going to keep doing it. So, young guy, probably... Probably, probably played his last basketball in the NBA that this past season. Who had a hell of a who had a hell of a season? To be honest with you, probably one of his best seasons. He left Sacramento. Now you talking about Tyreek Evans may go play basketball overseas just because he threw his his career away for smoking weed. Now I ain't got no problem with the players smoking weed, but don't do it on the NBA time and no contracts. NBA, once you get to the NBA, the NBA own, own you on them contracts. Yeah, you don't even own, they don't even own, they own them on the back of the jersey. That's how real it is when it comes to this stuff. You sign that contract, you got put all, in the Bible it says you, a man becomes a boy once he put all childish things away. And a lot of these grown men are still thinking childish. For sure. That's true. Facts right there. So, if I was on a basketball team, okay. I'm bringing in Tyreek Evans. Hey man, you you've been you've been violating NBA for you 
you got violations for th- um, for three three separate seasons for this debt drug. Why should I sign you? Give me a reason why. So now every team he go try to go play for after those two years, they're going to question him. He's going to get questioned. What makes you do this? Why do this? He's not going to play in the NBA. You got guys who are still in good health who don't smoke weed, can't even play in the NBA right now. Right now, everybody can use an A. Robinson right about now. Can't, why he not playing? You got Monte Ellis out there. As, as you said, the Mississippi Bullet. Why is he not out there? You got guys that can actually can go get you some buckets, but they not getting that time. But anywho, I do want to hey. bring this up. Okay. Another so, gym for us. I got a gym for you. Play him. PlayStation, NBA 2K19. Uh, Kyrie Irving is in my part. It's on social media. He's on my part. Not my part, but the video game my part, as they call people. His my player was dressed up in Laker color gear. Was he teasing the fans out there? Hmm. Or is or could this be well thought what I think is gonna happen? Kyrie Irving joins the Lakers next this fall and play alongside with his championship running mate, LeBron James. Could this be a sign of that Kyrie just patrolling us? Who knows? They know, man. If everybody take a picture of that and put it on their Instagram, they say, that's Kyrie Irving get a Lakers outfit. Could this be what we think it's going to be? Could they team back up? Did, did, did Kyrie Irving actually sit down with his mentor, Kobe Bean Bryant, a.k.a. the Black Mamba? Hey, say, hey, hey, Kyrie, don't make the same mistakes I made. I did this to the big fella, a.k.a. the big, the big, the big Shaktis, the big Aristotle, the big Sheriff, the big degree. The big A1 general. Well, that's why I call him big A1 general. Mr. AKA commercial security. Could he actually redeem himself and say, look, come play with LeBron. Y'all two are ma- made for each other. I can see that happening. I bet you the phone long because Kyrie and LeBron James may team up. Now, if they get Kawhi Linder go with him, now you talk about a whole nother degree of winning. And maybe you maybe you just, if you can't get Clay Thompson, maybe you slide Jimmy Butler in there. Cause Jimmy Butler said, "Cause Jimmy Butler said something on his Instagram. Say, I want to say thank you to my, my to my teammates and to all the fans in Philadelphia." Now, I'm reading that message, Marcus. How did you take that message that with Jimmy Butler put on his IG? Sound like a goodbye to me. Sound like a, a, yeah, a low key goodbye. Up, yeah, but the piggyback of what you said about Kobe, he can. I think you're right on with that because he can be telling Kyrie like, "You can right your wrongs." What a chance I didn't get to do. Right. You know, you wanted to get away from your superstar big brother. You had a chance to, to do it all over again and make it right in the purple and gold. Right, right. Hey, look. And that might be Kobe Bryant. Like, Kobe Bryant might be the person behind Magic Johnson stepping down. He might be the mystery man that say, you know what? Kobe, Kobe's like, you know what? Kyrie, I'm his mentor. Kobe, Kyrie, can, Uncle Drew can call me about anything. And I got LeBron James, and LeBron James look up to me, too. LeBron used to wear my shoes, and LeBron respect me. He said, I got both these guys off the Cavaliers. He said, Rob, Rob going to be the GM. Hey, Rob, I'm, I'm working on something. Watch this. He go talk to him, talk to Kyrie, say, you know what? He got that mentality. We're going to get Kyrie to the Lakers. Now, going through all this, you go to, now you go through the CBS Sports team, they said GMs are very wary 
to take on a Kyrie Irving contract due to the stimulations and limitations of what he brought to his teammates and organizations. So you got a couple of GMs and teams don't want to touch Kyrie. And AKA, they saying Kyrie is toxic. Only one person that's laughing at this. You know who laughing at this, Marcus? That gotta be that Kobe Bean Bryant guy. That's the Kobe Bean Bryant or LeBron James. <laughs> LeBron was like, "Oh yeah, we got him now." She's like, "Yo, Kobe, go make that call, Kobe." She's like, right. "You know what Kobe Bryant? You know what Kobe said to LeBron? No problem, King. Man, up probably with Le- Kyrie. Look, man, nobody want to touch you, LeBron James. Y'all can sit down and hash this out. I'm, I'm showing y'all mistakes. Probably bring Shaq to dinner." Hey, Shaq, tell him we did. Hey, we should have did this. You know Shaq. Yo, LeBron, Kyrie, y'all made for each other. Let's get together. Let's do this. Let's do this L.A. style. What me and Kobe did back in the day, we all wanted when we was both alpha males just like you and you guys. That's what's going to happen. They're going to turn something into something. Now, like I said, if they, don't, if they don't get Anthony Davis, but they can get Kawhi Leonard and Kyrie Irving, man, and just build and put some more um, – Pieces around on the bench, you got a whole new team. Because I'm fine with Jamel McGee running down the floor and being the center. You just got a different team out there. I mean, if you got those three guys, it don't matter who else is out there. <laughs> it don't matter who else out there. You got Kawhi, Kawhi, Kyrie, Kawhi, and LeBron. And then, not no telling who else. You know, you can keep some of them young guys. You get Lonzo Ball, Kuzma. Like, those guys can play. Mm-hmm. You got a squad. Right. <laughs> And people always say how they was they was they was garbage. The Lakers weren't even garbage this year. It's just except for the fact LeBron got hurt for this first time in years. I used to call his ankles um his ankles to me was like Superman ankles. He had sprained his ankle and get back in the game and drop like fifteen straight points on you. So LeBron James, this is his first real injury. Um, Brandon Ingram, what he got blood clots in his shooting arm. Everybody started getting injured. You talk about Rondo with the broken thumb. Yeah. So this team has it. This team has the pieces. What they did, what the Lakers did to the Golden State Warriors on Christmas had the league on notice. Like, yo, this young team blowing this out. And they won it. (laughs) They won it. They won it it, 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 in great fashion. But it's crazy. We talk about NBA players, but we still talk about LeBron James. You cannot talk about Basketball about LeBron right now. I mean, like Deion Sanders said, y'all know it. Things is just not the same with King James down in these playoffs. Right. You know, Deion, you know how he be. Now, come on now. You know I'm prime now. Now, <laughs> let me tell you something. You no know LeBron out there now look good. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. Now, this team, this is going to be different, a different-looking Lakers team. Now, Key Herring. The Cowboys may trade Kevin Love there. You, we don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, their the options is is limited, but they wide open at the same time. They, they, right. like, it's crazy because all the turmoil they got, it's like you can't really trust the move, like trust that they'll make the right move. But the right moves are out there to make it. And if they, you know, if they capitalize on them, they can mm-hmm. go from, how do you go, how do they say, from, from you know, sugar to, from the top to the bottom. Yeah. I was going to say the other one from sugar to ish. My ankle cuss, you know, like that, because you yeah. do have, like, some young listeners. But you go from sugar to it real quick. And we've seen the Cavaliers went from sugar to ish real quick. Right. And LeBron James, the Lakers, could, like you said, like you said, Marcus, like, they could do a lot of damage with that with that fourth pick. 
Like if the, if the Cavaliers are smart, the Cavs say, you know what? Which y'all want? I give you Kevin. Huh. Give me. I give y'all Kevin Love for that fourth pick. And we take. We take. We take. Uh. Nobody don't want Brandon Ingram because gonna be because Brandon Ingram right now to our teams are damaged goods. Shout out to Dale Dempsey for not making that trade because he didn't been stuck with a hurt Brandon Ingram. So, right. even though he's he even though he's out of the job right now, yeah, he made David Griffin life much easier. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He got fired, right? They should be thanking Dale Dempsey for not making that trade because they got the first round draft pick. Yeah. Ain't nobody's talking about that though, right, Marcus? Ain't, right? ain't nobody saying that. I think it's the first first time I heard that. Right now. On the pod, would you? you On the pod, you and uh, I. New Orleans Pelicans should be thanking Dale Dimps for not making that trade. Everybody said how stupid he was for not making that trade. He gets fired. He gets fired. They hire David Griff. He comes on TV with his little angel from New Orleans. And they said they're gonna get the first round draft pick. These guys won 33 games last year, folks. Y'all follow me? 33, if I'm not mistaken, right, Marcus? They won 33 games. Did they win 33 games this year? I think these guys won 33 games. Checking up. I think these guys won 33 games, huh? If these yeah, dudes won 33 games, they, no, they go that number, that masonry number, say that for another day. They won 33 games and wind up with the number one draft pick. And you're telling me the Cavaliers, Knicks, all these guys won under 25 games. And they didn't get a chance to get a top two pick. I want to say this about this NBA draft. It's broken. Can they be like MLB baseball? Can they be like in um, NFL football, can we get the worst, the worst teams in the league get the picks? Not the sad part. Probably, I think the Raiders and somebody had to flip a coin for the seven, for the seven and six pick. That's all you need to do. We don't need no ping pong balls. I didn't see the ping pong balls. You know what's flawed when they said they got to do a rehearsal for the NBA draft pick. Like, come on. That's all you got to do. That's all you gotta do is take it. All you gotta do is do just do it the old-fashioned way. The worst team get the get the pick. So, I mean, you know they're trying to avoid the tanking, though. Mm-hmm. So they know everybody just be god awful to get that number one pick if it ain't no type of rules around it. So. They gotta think of something, though. I'm with you. They gotta think of something. Mike, put it like this, Marcus. We already know if they get a newest. Everybody knows the NBA get a newest Panther team, but the commissioner said he's gonna put a team back in Vancouver and he wanna put a team in Seattle. If you think about this, if he do that, we already know he put a new team in the league. They automatically get the first pick, no matter what. No, they bust on a couple of picks. We know the Cavaliers got what. What what four first round picks within seven years? People, I, I say it's first, first and foremost. Um, and I'm, I'm just telling the truth. Um, 
mean, you looking at in our favor, like right after LeBron James left. It's like there's too many things, conspiracy theories to, around it. Like LeBron leaves to the league is, you know, you know, sorry for us, so they give us picks. You're like, and you look at David said he want to go. All of a sudden, they get the number one pick. A number one pick. And then two, you look at it where. 1980, what was it, 1980, what, what, 85 or 83 draft, something like that, with Carl, not Carmelo, but um, Patrick Ewing, and they get no one drafted because the commissioner, David Stearns, a.k.a. Dirty Hands, folded the envelope so he knows when to pick up for the New York Knicks. Come on, man. Come on, baby. And the niggas ain't doing nothing with that number one draft pick with Patrick. They they went to what one NBA Finals and I think they got swept by the New York Knicks. So, but the New York Knicks got swept by the Houston Rockets. Uh, I mean, now don't look good. Then another one, Anthony Davis, who's supposed to be a Charlotte Hornet at the time, he was a Charlotte Bobcats, and at that time, the NBA owned that team, the New Orleans Hornets. They drafted, they drafted Anthony Davis, who was supposed to be number one draft pick, to the New Orleans, to the to the Charlotte Bobcats, and the Hornets pick up Michael Kidd Gilchrist. And right now, Michael Kidd Gilchrist, and I'm living in Charlotte. He's looking like the worst NBA number two pick of all time. <laughs> nah, I think he's a little worse number twos. That's, That's gotta be the worst. At least some number twos are all stars. This ain't he ain't even an all star. Kevin Durant was a number two. Ooh. Pick. That's an unfair comparison. Oh, right <laughs> no. Might be, I think Wilson was number two pick, too. What's his name? Derrick Williams for the, uh, that, that guy drafted to the, uh. Yeah, he was after Kyrie. Yeah, he, 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 he's kind of terrible, too. There's some terrible number two picks out there, but. <sighs> well, I, yeah, yeah there's some worse ones out there, Marcus. I'll take you back on that one because Derrick Williams not in the league. Man. Yeah. He out here, Derek, Derek Woods out here looking like Chevy Woods from um, Wiz Khalifa boy with the dreadlocks. Um, that's got these markets. Yeah, yeah, that is the worst pick. Yeah, Chris, at least give you something. He give you something now. It's something with two picks that don't give you nothing. Right. But it's still like one of the worst picks. In, I'm telling you, it's the worst number two. The worst, it's probably the worst draft pick in Hornets history to me. He's never been an all-star. The only time he's been an all-star probably is rookie and sophomore game. That's about yeah. it. That don't count. You don't get voted in about that. You get picked by the coaches. So, That's true. That's true. So we're going to see what's going to happen in these next couple of months. When the NBA Finals is over, when the dust settles, and the smoke clears, oh, yeah, I went there. I went Cowboys. They're going to hate that going on. <laughs> yeah. So, that's what I'm seeing. There's going to be a lot of stuff going on. On that note, folks, it's been a pleasure. This is After Hours Live from the Man Cave. This is your host, Tay Wiggs. You know, you got your co-host, Martin. We out of here. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to After Hours Live from the Man Cave Podcast. If you would like to hear more from me and my man Tay Wiggs, please go to your favorite podcast listener and subscribe to us. 
We are just about everywhere nowadays. We're on Stitcher, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple iTunes and Google Podcasts. So if you like what you hear, subscribe to us to hear more. Oh, and before I go, please also hit up our Anchor profile page. That's anchor.fm forward slash after hours live from the man cave. And click that little purple button that says support this podcast and help us out. Peace.